Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. How you doing, everyone? Welcome back to NRL Fantasy Analysis. In this video, I'm going to be going through the Warriors and the Titans predicted team list. We're also going to be talking about the Titans trial team that's been named yesterday. So we're going to get started with the Warriors and Roger Tuovasa-Shek. So we've spoken about him a fair bit, but... With him, he's someone who I think is slightly undervalued. His last year with the club obviously wants to lead them to hopefully a finals berth and and a a deep run at that. So he's someone that didn't score a lot of tries last year and I think it's going to be really important for a lot of people's teams uh, across the season. I definitely think he's a top five five wing fullback and he'll feature in a lot of people's teams this year. Fusatua is someone that a lot of people have been talking about in this uh, in this preseason, just for the fact that he's 268k, and to me, I don't see the upside. Just when you look at what his scores have been in a full time wing position over the years, he has random big games like any winger does when he gets a double or a triple, but he's not someone that has any upside. He he has to score 30 plus to be to be worth it for your team. Obviously, he's dual position, but I don't see the upside there, and I I wouldn't be bringing bring him bringing him into your team, and especially when there's going to be a couple of other cheapies. Who should come into the fold come round one? You're thinking guys like Laurie, Tex Hoy, these kind of guys that I think are a much better option than a Fusatua. Peter Hiku hasn't been fantasy relevant for for a long time, so we're not going to bother talking about him. We've spoken about Ewan Aiken. He has that spot locked down for the season, uh, and he should do well in that position. I think he might have a slight bit of upside, but that is going to you know it's going to play a part. Is is are Warriors going to be a really good team or are they not? I see them as as a middle middle ranked team. They're Forward pack is really going to help their their outside backs, and then, and then with some young forwards, uh, young forwards, young young halves, in uh, in Harris Tavita, especially with Nikarima leading them around. I think they can, they, I think they can do okay. But again, this is all this is a team that has a bunch of new players in it, and and is something that we're going to have to follow along the way. Ken Mamalo again, very similar to Fusatua, and just just does just does the work that he needs to, and, and doesn't have a lot of upside there. Cody Nikarima was, was someone we've also spoken about, and I've I think that he possibly has a slight bit of upside. He, he's been a decent option in the past, but but I wouldn't be uh, talking about him too much. Chanel 
I've still still been getting a lot of questions about him, even though I've been doing a bunch of videos on him. So I'll jump back in again. Price of 35. We look at the start of his year, and it's really low. Had one game off the interchange for 17 minutes. A bunch of games almost playing the 80 at 5'8". So once he moved to halfback, you can see a big shift in his point scoring. Started with a 48. He has a bunch of low ones in twenty in the twenty uh, mid twenties and thirties, but then he has a, a host of forties and fifties to uh, to round out to round out the year there. So in that small sample size, he has some decent decent games, and you can see when he's when he's kicking goals, it's obviously going to bolster his scoring uh, much more. But you look at what happens when with his kick meters in that time. So he has his his base stats are a lot more improved than what than what they were before that apart from that first game, but even that first game, he had a score of 31. So he's someone that has a little bit of upside being priced at 35, but if he was around 380k, I think I'd probably bring him into my side, but I don't think he's going to be a perfect option, especially when you've got someone like Townsend at a similar, who I'm also getting a lot of questions on, at a similar price, slightly cheaper, who has some nice upside when he's not playing with Sean Johnson. Which you can see here in 2019, from round 8 to round 13, he played without Sean Johnson for scores of 35, 50, 54, 39, and 47. You can see his kick meters goes up dramatically. And I think that for the first part of the year with Sean Johnson out, I think Townsend could be a lot safer option than Chanel. Chanel might have a little bit more upside, closer to 40 odd, but I wouldn't. I'm personally not going to be picking him up at this stage. Adam Fenua Black, I'm also having a bunch of questions about, so we'll, we'll pop him up as well and go through him, guys. But please, uh, please make sure you like like this video if you're enjoying it for that YouTube algorithm, um, and please hit subscribe. I really appreciate that. But Adam Fenua Black, you already had big minutes at the Manly. Are, is he going to get those minutes at, at the Warriors? And my my thoughts are no. Will he get sixty? I don't think so. I think he's going to average about fifty minutes, like he did for the majority of last year. He has a massive score of 96. Almost made the 100 club last year with a couple of tries in the game. I see him averaging close to 50, if not just below, for the Warriors. With with his scoring being slightly up and down. Has the odd 40s with a, with 50s. And then a couple of really big scores. Um, I don't see him someone you, you want to bring into your team. As he's not a, an out-and-out keeper for your squad. Wade Egan we've spoken about. So we'll leave him there. A um, little bit of upside, but when we look at their predicted team list, it hasn't got a hooker on the bench. So there's a good chance that he plays 80. There's a chance that Tavanga spells him for a little bit. But if you're looking at the others on the on the bench here, you've, you've got you know, guys like Jack Murchie who should play a bunch of games in the back row. Josh Curran should get some games. Bunty Afoa is in there as well. But Paul Turner has a chance to play some, some hooker. But... Again, he's not he's not going to be in the in that top seventeen. So that's a couple of things you'd want to look at with with the Warriors. There's just not a lot of guys waiting in the wings. Um, yeah, with a, a little bit of cover in the in the back row, but it'll be interesting to see what happens if any of the uh, any of the, the winger fullbacks go down. You've got someone like Montoya who's come over, um, Hazel per- Perham, uh, Adam Pompey, these type of guys. So yeah, nothing, not no, not too many guys on the waiting on the wings to try and get into the squad. So if you like people in this in this starting team, then I think that they're going to be decent, decent options to to play out the season uh, from there. Uh, so we spoke about, yeah, we've got Wade Egan, we've got Lisa Narmau. We'll speak about him again. Lisa at 360. 
And then you got to, you can see here, just so many forwards. You got Adam Fennell Blake, who's going to, you'd, you'd expect to play close to 50 minutes. At least an arm hour. Let's just, let's say he gets 40. All right, that leaves, what, 70, uh, 70 minutes to, to for some of these guys on the bench, which Tanoa Brown should play somewhere between 30 and 40. You got Kane Evans in a, in a similar position. Toe Harris, how much time is he going to spend at lock? You'd expect if he's going to play close to 80 minutes, then Tavanga's going to get spelled for maybe 30 minutes a game. There's going to be a fair few minutes to go around with only, you'd expect one of our uh, back rowers to, to get the 80 minutes in, in Toe Harris. Ben Murdoch-Mosilla, being a big guy, I don't expect him to play the full 80 minutes. Jazz Tavanga doesn't play the 80 minutes, so... I think Harris is going to be a guy. If he's something that's very interested in Harris, then I think he he's going to be good for your squad. Eli Katoa can play can play the eighty minutes if he gets a chance in the starting side, which he might. And if he does, then it might be something to think about. But I definitely think there's enough minutes to to go around, even with the forward pack as it stands. Just for, just for the fact that you haven't got two second rowers like a lot of teams do that play the eighty minutes. So just have have a think about that. So with Lisa Armour, if he's getting if he's getting at least 40 minutes, so 40 minutes at, at 0.88 is just under 36 a game. Okay, so that puts him at, at a minimum of eight points under price based on his on his PPM of last year. And when you see, yes, he had a, a couple of games last year, but it, he's he's gone into them not averaging the, the meters that he normally would. He's, def, he's usually over 100 um, and just didn't have the, the tackles that he, he usually would. But they, they're still, you know, even in two games that aren't that great, it still makes his price go up. But you can have a look at previous scores, and he has he has runs of games where that's those same minutes where he where he jumps up to 120, 130 meters, which bumps up the tackle breaks and, and averaging close to 30 tackles. And and he's someone that has a fair bit of upside if he's going to get 40 minutes at a minimum. And if he gets up closer to 50 to 45 to 50, then I think he's 10 to 12 even 15 points under price, which could be a really cool option for your bench in this in your current team. Um, yeah, we spoke to the guys. Ben Murdoch Masilla. It just depends how many minutes he gets. So if he gets... I think he needs 60 to, to be worth it for your side, just with the fact that he's over 400K already um, with an average price of over 30. I think he, he definitely needs big minutes to do well. And, and we've already spoken about what happens to guys, you know, coming back from, from England and, and not... The, the competition over there not being as good as the NRL and coming back and not playing as well upon return. So have a think about that. Toe Harris should play the 80. That's the goal anyway. Tavanga for 50. A few people have had him in their squad, but I think he's already priced at where he was after having a pretty decent year. I had him in my team at one point last year. Um, Bailey Sirenen. I think he's going to be an interesting one. Hopefully he's someone that drops a bunch in price and then you could possibly bring him in if, if there's a bunch of injuries in the backs if he has to start. Tanua Brown was a good catch cat last year. Katoa, if he drops a fair bit in price by playing on the bench and then gets a starting gig, I think he's going to be really cool to have. And then Kane Evans just going to do his thing. So there you go, guys. That's the Warriors' predicted lineup. We'll move over to the Titans now. And this is a team I'm really interested in. I think it's a team I'm going to have either three to four players in my squad or I could potentially have none just for the fact that I'm a little bit scared as to how they're going to go. I think if, they, if they're a team that's going to go really well, then... A bunch of their players are going to score well, but if they're you know, if they're sitting around that six, seven, eight, nine, I they're compared they're similar to where they they came last year. Um, in the middle of the pack, I I don't see as much upside as I would have hoped. 
you know, you got someone like Brimson who averaged 50-odd last year and has a small chance of, of some upside, but he's also priced pretty close to, to, to where that is. If we look at AJ, that's not going to work. Brimson, Alexander. If we, if we jump in to see where he's at, he's priced at 50 for his 51 average, so that includes all full-time games during that time. And, and he's going to have the up game, he's going to have the, the down game, and he, he scored a bunch. He, only, he did score you know, seven tries during... During his eight, what nine game stretch, so that's that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good clip scoring clip. Um, will he improve too much from there? Not exactly sure. But when you have got someone like Pappy who might be kicking, if he's kicking, he's going to have a bit more upside than Brimson. He's obviously electric, but if, if the Titans aren't playing well, when you know when they when he came back, they they played amazing that last sort of eight rounds. So can they do that again? That's that's my question, and that's going to be my question with this whole team. Someone like Fogarty seems to play well. Regardless, but we just listened to um, Talking Leagues podcast with with Fogarty, and, and he spoke about the reason why he started doing really well, and that was because he finally got to learn, you know, everyone in the team who they are, how they like to play, also all the plays that they have, and just getting comfortable. You know, average under forty for that for that first part of the season, and average fifty seven for the back end, and that and that's where you might see some some upside for Fogarty, but you know. If, if their team isn't going as well, then then him scoring at around a fifty points a game is going to be pretty pretty safe to say. He's someone that defends well, kicks for a bunch, uh, kicks for a lot of meters, and and just did really well in the you know in the in attacking stats as well, especially during the back end of the season. You can see all these numbers through here. The majority of it was then when he was scoring well, and the Titans were doing really well. So when he first started, there wasn't as much happening, and that's why you can see a bunch of scores in the in the forties and thirties there. At the start, but he's someone I'm really interested in bringing into my side as well. And then we look at the uh, the back line here. We if we scroll over to what their team looks like here, they've got Herbert in the centers, which um, which they they did have here in the predicted lineup. So it looks like that's exactly where he's going to be playing. And he's a he's a really interesting option if he's going to be playing in the center position, just for the fact that he hasn't played there a lot. But he uh, he's not someone that's ever scored really well. I understand that he's. He's played a lot of time at the Warriors, who haven't been a great side. But you look at his center scoring; he got an, he got a, a four in eighty minutes. He's got a ten in eighty minutes. He's got a thirty six and another ten, obviously in thirty eight minutes that time. But you know, he scores in the wing. Uh, this, this little period here, uh, back in the twenty twenty, and then some earlier games in twenty nineteen, he, he did well and, and played a bunch of center there. Thirty or twenty five or sixty, twenty three, nineteen, twenty seven, and thirty three. When he's priced at twenty six, it's it's a bit scary. He doesn't have dual position. Yes, there's a good chance he kicks, but there's also a chance Fogarty kicks. There's just a lot happening in that team um, and a lot to be worried about. With him, you know, if you bring him in, you want him to average 35 to 40, and, and I'm not sure that that's a very likely outcome. I think there's a, there's a decent chance, but I also think that there's a decent chance that he just averages 26 to 30, and it's kind of just a, oh, what do I do with him enough to trade him out at some point anyway? So something to think about with... With Herbert, Kelly we spoke about, I think he, he's a good chance of, of making that leap up into the, the top-tier gun status in the centres, especially, again, if Titans do well. A lot of these players are dependent on that. Yeah, When you think about it, like, well, who's come over? Tino and David Fafida. The rest, of, you know, and Herbert, right? But the rest of the team is pretty much the same. Obviously, you've got Brimson back and firing, and a lot of people are just going back off, off last year and how that 
that year played out. But remember, last year was very different for a lot of teams. Uh, you know, teams were, you know, Storm was sent up to Sunshine Coast. Obviously, it did well for them, but it was a very different year. And we'll see what happens in in more of a more of a normal year as to if things are going to change, um, how teams are going to fare with with being back to normal. You know. I look at teams in the in the NBA, for example, Miami Heat did amazingly well in in a bubble situation with a bunch of younger guys, which you can see is is a little bit more like what the Titans were last year at the back end. Um, they fared really well, and they're struggling this year um, in in more of a normal setting. So, just an example for you there. Uh, if we keep going along, Ash Taylor, people are talking about, but he's someone that I owned last year, and I'm would be really scared to own him again, especially with Fogarty more um, steering the ship. I thought Taylor would do more, that more last year, but he's going to be he's going to be playing more as a running five eighth, uh, and and feeding guys like Kelly uh, and Brimson out the back there. When you look at Mitch Rain; he's someone that if he's going to be playing eighty minutes, is slightly undervalued. And you can tell you can see on the the trial teams that the majority of this is very similar to what you can see. And the guys on the interchange, you got Sammy, who's um, replaced by Corey Thompson, so. Either way, they're both not fantasy relevant anyway. But you've got Peachy on the bench. You should take a bunch of minutes off Tino through the middle. I'm expecting Tino to play somewhere between 50 and 60 minutes. And, you know, is is that enough? Which we'll, we'll have another look at in a second. But in terms of Mitch Rain, you've got someone like Tanner Boyd, who's a good chance off the bench to take some minutes. Aaron Clark's there as well, but I'd say Tanner would be ahead at this stage. You've got Jamin, uh, Jamin Jolliffe, or Jamin Jolliffe, I'm not sure how to say it. Should come off the bench for some of the big dogs, but Mo Fodawaker priced at around 50. You know, he might take Wallace's spot if Wallace struggles a fair bit. Kevin Proctor playing close to the 80. Dave Fafita playing close to the 80. Where where are the minutes for Tyrone Peachy? That's my question. He's got... Yeah, he might, he might come on for one of the big boppers. So let's just say when, when Mo goes off or Wallace goes off, you might see a Jolliffe uh, and and a Tyrone Peachy come on and then he could he might be able to stay on for the middle middle 40 to 50 minutes and then pop off and, and we'll have a look at both of those players now because I think they're both really interesting options if they're playing very similar minutes which which is my guess you've got Peachy at 528 he's obviously in the mid and the center so if he's if he can average closer to 45 to 50 playing 50 to 60 minutes then he's going to be pretty much the, the centre best player of the season. So we have a look at it here. These are the type of minutes he was getting off the interchange. But he has he has 57 minutes for uh, for 7 points. He has 60 minutes for 25 points, right? These are obviously in, you know, depending on what happened during the game, he might have come on to centre, which you can see here, more chance of playing in the centres with those less metres. But the majority of the end of the year, he was coming in and, and playing the lock position. Obviously, you can see through here, He's not going to be getting those types of minutes. That's a 60, 64, 80, and 65. Even in those minutes, he got a 34 and a 40. So when he's already priced at 40, it's it's a little bit worrying when he can do that. He's obviously going to have his big games where he gets a bunch of tackle breaks, run sideways, um, is able to dart through the line. But there wasn't a lot of attacking stats. I know I'm saying a lot of information here, but that's probably my thoughts on him just to the fact that it's very confusing as to, as to where he's at and what he's going to be able to do in this team. And... And I wouldn't want to... I don't know. For me, I feel like I don't, I don't want to bring him in at the start, especially if we're not sure exactly what's going to happen with their rotation. Once we work out their rotation and, and if he's starting to do you know, decently well, he's averaging 40 or 45, then, then, and you feel like there's maybe an, a game where he's going to get the upside and he can bump that up through the year, then 
then you can bring him in there. But I know a lot of people are, are really banking on him to do really well. Tino, all right, let's bank on the fact that he's in here 50 to 60 minutes. All right, let's just look at those games. He's got a 55 thing to change for 38. That's under his current break-even. 40 minutes for 36. 80 minutes for 58. Cool, 15 points upside. That's 80 minutes. He's not going to play 80. 41 minutes for 44. 50 minutes for 67 with a double. The two tries. That's not going to happen regularly. 62 minutes for 86. This was his big one. So 200 meters, nine tackle breaks. Cool. These are the type of games that he will have. Just think about that, guys. If you bring him into your team, you're hoping he's going to have three to four games like that a year where he might get one try, a bunch of tackle breaks, and go nuts. 71 minutes for 42 under his price. 54 minutes for 40 under his price. 69 minutes in the second row this time for 46, only just above his price. And then a few games of the year. He's three games in a row where it averages just under 50 minutes across the three and 64, 60, and 40 with a try as well. So that's where I'm thinking for him that he's going to be priced closer to around 50 by the end of the year. That's not a keeper in the mids. That's all you've got to think about with him. If he starts playing games where he's playing close to 80 minutes then and I don't have him at the start of the year, then then I just bring him in, right? <laughs> that's that's the thing. If he, if he starts, you know, plays a game or two doing close to 80 minutes and that's what he's going to play for the majority of the year and averages closer to 55, 60, then, then you just bring him in. You cop a couple of, you know, a couple of price rises, he gets up to 600, 650, whatever it is, and then you just bring him in. But if he's someone that you're not sure about and he's going to, there's a good chance he averages between 43 and 50 um, with with just a limited upside, then he's a mid-ranger that you're, like, you're not sure what to do with. You end up just trading him out, especially when he's someone that should play origin in the mid part of the year. So, uh, yeah, that's my thoughts on, on those guys. Um, not too much else to, to speak about. Philip Sammy is someone that could come on, on the on the bench. Sam Stones, guys you want to have a look at who played really well when they came in, if there's a bunch of injuries through here. Um, and we'll just work it out as we go along, guys, in terms of what those teams are going to look like. But, yeah, let's just look at the, the bench makeup quickly. Lasone is a middle. Sam McIntyre is a middle slash an edge. SASA is a middle. Tyron Peachy is a middle. I don't think that's what it's going to be like. I think there's going to be a Tanner Boyd on there or some, you know, that's that's what I think. But you can also use Peachy as someone who's a utility and can play anywhere. And just think of Peachy, he, over the years, he's changed positions regularly. He, he'll he play in the centers one week and go average. He'll then play in the middle and do well. So they'll you probably use him as a utility. There's a chance that if they need to, they'll have a, a spare hooker. Um, but there's a lot of minutes to go around that middle. And, and I see Tino playing around that 50. You know, Wallace won't play very high or closer to 40, but yeah, that's, that's enough on these ones, guys. I, I hope you enjoyed that. And uh, as I said, please hit like and su- subscribe if, you, if you're enjoying these and uh, we'll see you in the next one. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.